0: Hey everyone, Uh, this is Aaron Clooney. Um, I'm recording this early in the morning, this little uh, extra intro to explain things. This is going to be the first ever episode of Backlog Buds. It's a new podcast I'm doing with some friends. Uh, The premise is basically that uh, each time we do an episode, one person has picked some piece of media that they're kind of subjecting the rest of us to. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on introductory crap that you, that before we get to the actual good stuff. But uh, this first episode is me and my friend Grant Chen talking about The Apple, which is a very strange movie, as we'll get into. Uh, so today, I have my friend Grant Chen, and we're going to talk about the movie The Apple. So, uh, Grant, go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey, I'm Grant Chen. I'm a game designer. I am Taiwanese-American. Uh, I have a pretty long commute each day, so that's when I get most of my podcast listening in. And, uh, yeah, I like uh, games
0: of all different types. Cool. All right, so... Um, The Apple is a movie that I've seen several times in the form of the Riff Tracks which is which if you're not familiar is the uh, some of the main guys from the later seasons of Mystery Science Theater 3000 started up a thing where it was originally like mp3 commentary tracks you play along with movies but then they started doing more and more VOD releases and this was my first time watching the Apple without the Riff Tracks and it was quite an experience.
1: Yeah, it was really, really weird and confusing. I loved a lot of the visuals, to be honest, but I felt like a lot of the pacing was just completely. Well, they'll stretch out a scene for as long as they feel
0: like. Yeah, there was some very strange choices. Okay, well, let's let's start with let's go over the plot a little bit. Okay. Because Plot was yeah okay oh for for background this movie was made in 1980 by the canon film group and it came out takes place in the distant dystopian future of 1994 based off of the novel by george orwell lol so we open on a view of a stadium somewhere apparently the the photography for this movie took place in west berlin
1: yeah it's honestly looking at it it doesn't feel like it's anywhere but i guess the i guess they did a good job disguising west
0: berlin yeah i i I never suspected until i saw it on the wikipedia article just now despite having seen the visuals of the movie many many times um but so we open with this concert with the artists that we later learn are named pandy and dandy spelled with an i on the end i'm really glad uh you suggested we watch it with the subtitles so we could understand what they were saying. So I caught a lot more of the dialogue than before. Yeah, and yeah.
1: It's the names are
0: amazing. Yeah. Oh, what was the 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 creepy black guy named uh, Shake? Shake. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll get to that. But we start with Pandy and Dandy singing a song, with the chorus which they repeat a lot is Hey, 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 Bim's on the way. Yeah, then they say B, then
1: the audience screams I am, which I couldn't make out. And that was kind of the reason why I asked to put the subtitles on. So, yeah, do we want to talk about what BIM stands for yet?
0: Yes. Uh, Well, okay. So I found out what it was outside of the movie, and I challenged you to figure out what it means. And that was... Tell them how you found out. Oh, yeah.
1: For... In about a four second shot, there is a shot of a building and on the building is a sign that contains the full name for BIM, but it's really long and written in relatively small letters, so I would not blame anyone for not picking it out.
0: Yeah, like you would think that they would like put the words in the movie somewhere out of a character's mouth. But this movie is not good at communicating things to the audience. So, so yeah, the, oh yeah, the what it actually stands
1: for, I think it was Boogaloo Industrial Music or something.
0: Bo- Boogaloo International Music. Boogaloo Boogal- International Music. Boogaloo being the name of the guy who runs it, who's the main villain, I guess.
1: Yeah, but they also keep calling him Mr. Boogaloo, Mr. Boogaloo. Yeah, it's
0: spelled L-O-W on the end, but, the, but much like M. Night Shyamalan's... Avatar. They're very inconsistent about how they pronounce it. Now, now knowing that that's the name of the record label makes it really weird that they're singing a song about it and that people are excited about it. It, it would be like if Trent Reznor for Nine Inch Nails did a song called "Like Interscope Is Coming."
1: Yeah, I mean, can you imagine somebody screaming out in an audience, "Apple!" and they scream, "Records." <laughs>
0: See, I thought you were going to go with Apple to make a joke about Apple Computer. And uh, people do kind of scream about that, but that's a, whole, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, well, the movie turned out to be kind
1: of prescient, since we've also got kind of a weird, creepy cult around Apple Computers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> Though I guess that's kind of faded and sort of moved over to uh, Tesla.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, because the, the, their weirdly worshipped founder is still alive. Okay, so, anyway, uh, so Pandy and Dandy perform their song about Bim, and in the in the back room where the con- the concert is at the World Vision 1994 music contest, which I guess is like Eurovision, but for the world? I guess so. Um, in that, they, uh, so they're, they're, they're the Shake, who's this, like, very fit, very... I think it would be actually be attractive if he weren't wearing really strange metallic makeup and yeah, acting just really creepy. Gold that, patches that, on his skin. That's a theme through the whole movie, really. It, the the visuals are very metallic. Um but so he's he's they're looking at this meter and they're talking about how many heartbeats it's getting, whatever that means. They never define it. Yeah. So they're like, oh it's getting up to 150 heartbeats. Like, if that was beats per minute, like, 150 is a lot. Like, that's like your heart bursting out of your chest.
1: What if a heartbeat is like, in 1994, that's their equivalent of social media? Like, instead of...
0: 150 likes?
1: Yeah, instead of 150 likes, you give... You like a post, you give it a heartbeat.
0: I, 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 yeah. That makes more sense than anything in the movie. If
1: a post goes too long with a heartbeat, it dies. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, the, the poor graveyard of posts. Um, okay, so after that song, which has lyrics about how there's no good, there's no bad, there's no love, there's no hate, uh, then then our protagonists perform, and they're the folk duo Alfie and BB.
1: Yeah, and by the way, these are like the most foreign sounding names in the movie. Yeah, and they. Come from uh, Moose Jaw, Canada. I don't know if that's a real place, uh, but it—that does not sound like a Canadian name to me.
0: It, it sounds like because the uh, the producer and director of the movie are Israelis, and like I'm I'm pretty sure Alfie has a Israeli accent. Or no? Or yeah, Alfie. They have, they have such alien names that it's try, it takes me a minute to remember which one is the guy and which one is the lady. But yeah, uh, so like it, Moose Jaw, like so that's like someone who's heard about Canada third hand. I could see that being their idea of a town in Canada in the middle of nowhere being called Moose Jaw.
1: By the way, Moose Jaw never comes up again. Well, except they bring it up one time, but...
0: It's, as... it's where they're from. Like, they've never had, like, flashbacks to it. They never go show what's happening in Moose Jaw. Like, it's, it's a completely off-camera origin. Yeah, it's just like
1: they're... It's like when, I guess, somebody walks in for a wrestling thing. They know yeah. <laughs> where they're from. You know, except instead of a wrestler, it's two folk singers who sing a song on an acoustic guitar
0: about love yes it's called love the universal melody and like it's like if you if you made a parody where it's like like it, it's a, the lyrics are exactly what you would think a song called love the universal melody would be like it, it's a really maudlin cheesy love song and like at first the audience is hating it and backstage boogalow and shaker just like they'll never reach 150 heartbeats and then they start winning the audience over, and then they reach 150, and that 151, some, 151, and that makes the that makes Bugalo really angry about it for some reason.
1: Yeah, so Bouguet gives the someone like the asks someone to take out the red tape, which is this tiny, tiny red cassette. Tape. Yeah, they use,
0: like a micro cassette, one of those ones you use for taking notes in class.
1: Yeah, so he puts the red tape into a player and it before he does that though he says something like oh yeah make sure they don't find out if they if they find out you're dead but that seems a little weird to me considering and they don't bring this up until a bit later in the movie and i think this is an important setting detail bim runs the world yeah <laughs> Yeah, so it starts playing over the loudspeakers. And the it's spe- like this
0: weird screechy electronic beeping noise. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's pretty obvious that something is interfering with the song.
0: Yeah, and that that's one of the... I mean, there's so many things in this movie that just don't make sense. But here, like, it's like a strange leaping sound happens in the middle of the concert. And they get mad at, like, Alfie and BB for that yeah and it's not like oh god there's some technical difficulty i hope they can fix it it's, yeah
1: it's like they're somehow making a siren noise with their you guys acoustics suck.
0: yeah <laughs> I, you can do some interesting thing with effect pedals i guess but not that well not with that attitude yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna go to the guitar center see what i can figure out yeah let's see where does it go from there Such a confusing kaleidoscope of a movie, plus I was trying to figure out technical stuff.
1: Oh, by the way, remember again, every single scene drags on for about 30% longer than you would expect. So that opening song, you know, Bim is power or whatever, that drags on Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. what feels like ages, the acoustic guitar song.
0: Um, After that, I think that they move on to this like after party from the World Vision Song Contest. Is Wait, that what that was? I guess. Yeah, that makes as much sense as anything else. So the 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 Bim people are like having a weird party, and it's a recurring thing in this movie that they'll just have like a room full of like dozens of extras all wearing weird costumes with as much metallic stuff as they can and heavy makeup and <laughs> like there are the two guard guys who like are like half orcs or half dogs or something and like have fangs jutting up from their lower jaws. Yeah. I should clarify that when we talk about metallic,
1: don't think like robot stuff with like sharp angles and like boxes. No, this is like if you could make, if you could sew a shirt made entirely out of
0: glitter. Yes, it, it is It is like metallic fabric, but then sometimes they that's not enough and they'll like also add glitter it looks like or like little sequins or just, yeah, like it's really, really over the top. And then they decided that that wasn't enough either. So they add metallic makeup, which is a thing, and hopefully not too toxic to the actors. Yeah, but
1: But then even on top of that, though, and this becomes a plot point, somebody comes up with the idea to have the company logo printed on this sparkling holographic sticker...
0: Yeah, so, so they're at the party and they're talking about different ideas for... I think in the control room they were talking about it too. They're talking about different oh, okay. ideas for merchandise. Like, what if we did BIM t-shirts? Like, you didn't think of that before? And they have BIM glasses, like triangular glasses, which are really obviously like someone in the prop department couldn't find actual triangular glasses because that would be stupid. So they used like triangular flower vases and they're like too big and awkward. Um, but then someone says, "Hey, I made a Bim Mark," and yeah, it's this little triangular prismatic sticker like the old hologram stuff from the '80s. And Mister Bugalo loves it, and he's like, "Oh, you can wear it anywhere!" Like, and so like the everyone our friend has invented a lovely Bim Mark, and then they're like, hey, "May I Bimianize you?" Which is, I think that I think that's one of the few made up words in this movie, and it's terrible. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he announces something like, oh yeah, from now on, everybody's got to wear this sticker. Or, I'm sorry,
0: BIM mark. Yes. It's the mark of the BIM, which is triangular, and presumably there's a bit of New World Order thing going on. So Alfie and Bibi come to this party, and they, they are just not sure what's going on, because they're two yokels from Moose Jaw, which may have in, like, Canada's real...
1: Yeah, somebody at some point mentions, "Oh yeah, so you're out from the boondocks," and they literally
0: don't know what that word means. <laughs> like I, Alfie and Bibi are just like, "What?" I, I do like Alfie's like condescension about it. She's talking to Dandy, who is one half of like Mister. I think I swear Bugalo mentioned that they were his kids. But they, they 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 may drop that or, uh, or something. But anyway, like he's talking to Alfie and he's like, you know, you're from the Boodocks, the sticks, and she's like, are those words you're using? Yeah, it's it's a thing. <laughs> it's definitely a thing. Yeah, um, and is this
1: is when the pill comes up.
0: Yeah, yeah, because when when, uh, when Dandy has Alfie countered or BBs. See, still mixing them up because they they have such alien names. Uh, he, he, he's like, here, take this. What is it? Oh, just a little pill to make you happy and nice.
1: Yeah. And then she just goes, yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and take it. Like
0: Mr. Stick Docs Boon Man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, what's this? Oh, it makes you feel happy and nice. Okay, sounds decent enough. I'll put it in my mouth.
0: <laughs> Nothing suspicious about this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Should we include a content warning? Um, yeah, so the, 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 the movie has no... Like, there's no nudity or anything like that, but it is... There, there's some pretty skeevy parts to it, and there, there's some weirdly problematic thematic ideas, so just kind of be aware, especially as we're getting on into the plot... I, I, yeah, it, it it may be a problem for some people, and like I, I can't blame you. It, it's such a weird movie.
1: Yeah, but um, the but for some reason, uh, her taking the pill does not lead to the worst consequence you can think of. Yeah. So what happens is that she starts joining in on this musical number that is so inconsequential that i can't even remember what it was about the
0: title of it is made for me
1: oh yeah yeah the guy who
0: gave her the pill starts singing about how she was made for him and And... while this is happening uh alfie is like really confused and disoriented in the party and like he tells them that he doesn't drink alcohol and they just laugh at him for it because i guess you you remember in 1994 how mocking teetotalers was a big thing. Yeah, apparently, especially teetotalers who aren't impressed by impractical triangular drinkware.
1: Yeah. It's like every single drug PSA about what <laughs> the cool kids are doing. Like he's like, "Oh, I don't want to drink." And then the whole room just busts out laughing yeah. at once. <laughs> Like, it's the funniest thing they've ever seen.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of that, yeah. I, they are easily entertained, but I suppose that happens when you're on drugs. Just say no, kids. Yeah.
1: So, at the climax of the song, you know, it leads to its terrible conclusion where the guy plants a kiss on BB, and I guess. We're, I'm still not entirely sure what the drug did other than make her willing to listen to his entire diatribe
0: yeah. in song
1: just <laughs> the patient's pill I guess and I guess you, it's are, the pills that make you stare at the guy yeah
0: <laughs> oh I guess that's how that's how dandy gets it gets his uh that's how dandy gets attention drugs um, so yeah the, Alfie is really weirded out at seeing his girlfriend kiss another guy but they leave eventually, um, and then we get to—I believe that. Then, then we get to the scene where they're they're going to uh, the the Bim office oh, to sign I, the contract.
1: Oh yeah. Um, one quick thing before this, though, that th- whole thing with that whole musical number and the kiss—it never becomes important.
0: Yeah, th- there's a lot of things that go nowhere in this. Yeah, Alfie
1: this, never becomes angry at her or Dandy for the kiss he doesn't go oh hey these people aren't trustworthy he never feels that he never decides that people who would feed his girlfriend drugs aren't people to spend time with
0: yeah like he, he doesn't trust the he doesn't trust the bim people but he sure doesn't seem to have a problem being around them that much
1: yeah, yeah. It's like he does. He honestly doesn't have a reason for anything. He's like this because he's the protagonist.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're going to the BIM offices, and like, uh, BB is trying to talk Alfie into it, and she's saying, oh, he's only going to take 50%, and he's a really big producer. Oh, yeah. They want to sign or something. Yeah, so apparently, like,. That makes... Like, why did they sabotage them at the contest then?
1: Yeah, exactly. If they wanted to... If it's good music, why are you trying to sabotage it?
0: Did they, they they wanted them to sing more BIM-style songs, which... Yeah, I guess. I, I Every time... Like, the, the, you can come up with explanations for this, but, like, it takes work and makes you feel bad. So it's not necessarily worth the effort. yeah. Um, So they're talking about the contract and like, wow, they're trying to railroad them through it because it's like, oh, you you can you can wait to sign. Uh, You can you can read it. It's an American contract with all kinds of clauses, according to Alfie.
1: Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be like super complicated. But then he says, but, you know, you can take your time, but make it quick because we're getting this world famous Clothing designer here in twenty in five o'clock, at five o'clock. Yeah, which is and a... then they take a few paragraphs of dialogue before they clarify. Oh, five o'clock is in twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they could have just said in twenty minutes straight from the start.
0: And then Alfie starts having strange visions.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's wild. So I think the oh gosh. At first, he feel, sees this, like, intense earthquake. He feels everything
0: shaking. Yeah, and, like, everyone else is being shook around and looking, and then it stops, and he oh, says, yeah. there was an earthquake, and they just laugh at him, because, again, they're really easily amused.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, during this entire earthquake sequence, like, you know, a mural on the wall cracks in half. Like, mm-hmm. this is not something that's just, like, a, a California 3.0
0: earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so and then, and then there's flames,
1: oh yeah, yeah, once that happens, there is just fire, and like the
0: sky darkens, mm-hmm. and, and the whole place darkens, oh yeah, and then they get to the the underworld, oh yeah, they everybody there is suddenly sucked into hell, yeah. <laughs> like not just the audience but the characters too, yes,
1: and while they're down there. The Mr. Boogaloo, offers BB a contract, and or no, I'm sorry, in
0: the Apple. Yes, they they do this whole. This is, of course, it's a musical, so they they do another song titled "The Apple,"
1: which again runs thirty percent longer than yeah, it should, and,
0: and it's like so. They're they're in this really cheap-looking, red-tinted underworld where there's all kinds of strange creatures. The, an actual, actual, actual vampire yes <laughs> if you're wondering that that's the line from the song that dandy sings an actual and it's they show a lady with for some reason bright of Frankenstein hair but also like vampire fangs and blood running down her chin um and there's like dog guys and there's like there's a guy with like a second face done in makeup really well done actually and you you you'd have to like freeze frame to really get a good look at it yeah like,
1: I really want to reiterate here nothing in this movie looks bad. Everything looks super weird, but nothing looks like it was cheaply made. Everything mm-hmm. looks like it was exactly to the to whatever
0: specifications they had. The they very just had... strange specifications. Yeah, like all the cars to make them futuristic are like seventies station wagons with stuff glued on them. Yeah, like it looks like Homer Simpson designed all the cars. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, but.
1: Anyway, yeah, getting back to Mm -hmm. the hell bit. They start seeing about how, you know, BB just needs to take one bite out of it. Mm -hmm. They call it, like, a holy apple, then a voodoo apple, then, like, yeah, they're... Oh, yeah, and
0: half of... Also, this apple is the size of a basketball. Yeah, they get this huge apple. It's... And also, it's half red and half green. Like, they had some weird... Like, they glued a Granny Smith and a... uh, uh, Red Delicious together. Yeah, it's just kind of s- it's
1: just kind of split down the middle color wise, like, uh, like draw a vertical line. Yeah, down it. I, the,
0: like it's two face or something. And, and when we were watching, you mentioned like the 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 fruit in the Bible was most likely a fig. I mean, granted, like it's been depicted as an apple in art for centuries, but uh, but on the other hand, like there there the, the problems with how well this represents the bible are a lot deeper than the choice of fruit
1: oh yeah yeah we did not quite mention that apparently this is supposed to be heavily biblical inspired which i we did not pick on that which is not made apparent for a while until they start hammering it in Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's not clear until it's way way too clear yeah
1: so during the song uh BB takes a bite of the apple and then Mr. Bugalo is like carried away by his followers like in a mosh pit-ish sort of thing. Except like he's got himself in a cross kind of pose with his arms out. Mm. Yeah, it was real weird. Anyway, there's suddenly a smash cut to a normal... back to the normal looking
0: office and BB's just signed the contract. And Alfie is totally freaked out and like he tries to take be with her, but with him, but he can't. So he just like runs out and that's where their their great split happens. And he continues to be weirdly obsessed with her for the rest of the movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really weird, especially since like her signing the contract doesn't mean they have to stop being boyfriend and girlfriend, or at least it's not stated as such to him. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't really have any reason to feel like he's going to be separated from B.B.
0: Yeah. But then he's, he's just been having these biblical visions. So apparently he thinks that she's just, you know, turned herself over to Satan, which actually is true in this movie. But yeah. So after that, we get into probably the worst song in the movie, which is called How to Be a Master.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, this one, it's honestly has no point it's just mr bugalo singing about how like he gives people what they want but then he
0: entraps them and yeah like like it it's basically him singing about how evil he is except that it's reggae and not good reggae I, i mean i don't really listen to reggae i don't know what the standards are but you know you can tell this is not good reggae
1: yeah this, it is... This is not
0: this is no Bob Marley. this is some guy I don't know it I don't know what the actor's nationality is yeah but, oh, may... his his name is Vladek Shebal and he's polish yeah it's and actually he was in uh from Russia with love, so he's kind of slumming it here, but that happens
1: yeah so um... Oh yeah! Another thing why they were rushing to try to get BB to sign the contract, and what with the uh, the des- clothing designer in this all, is because they're they need clothing to sell. Concert. They need their outfits to go up on stage to play a song that hasn't even been written yet, and they're going on tour to the West Coast. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, not any particular part of the West Coast, just the West Coast.
1: Yeah. You know. Not even the West Coast of anything particular. Are we talking L.A.? Are we talking Normandy Beach?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's implied that it's America, but they have a really weird idea about America, too. Up there with the only place mentioned in Canada being Moose Jaw.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess they could be going to Seattle... I don't
0: know. Yeah, well, okay. So the the, the song that follows that, because this is a musical and things happen in a series of songs for the most part, yeah. is called Speed. And it's probably the most fun, well-written song in the whole movie. Yeah, it's honestly catchy. It's got a
1: memorable tune. It's mm-hmm. kind of got your head nodding. It still goes about 30% longer than it needs to, yeah. but it doesn't outstay its welcome. Yeah.
0: Although, the, the thing about it is, it's not speed about going fast in cars. Like, a more honest version of the song would be titled Meth. And B.B. would be singing,
1: Meth! Oh, meth!
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's singing about
1: Coke, the drug that makes America go. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll have to give... Again, this is the best song in the movie, and I'm not damning it with faint praise. This mm-hmm. is, like... It not only is it musically nice, it actually kind of moves the plot forward, but you wouldn't recognize it from the visuals because this is supposed to be, if I'm not mistaken, BB's performance on the West Coast. It's not
0: clear because it could be like a music video kind of thing, or it could, if it's a concert then like they screwed up because like they have her on her stage and there's like, neon and lasers overhead and she has a bunch of dancers with her. And, like, you can see people in tiered seating on either side. So it looks like she's performing in, like, a high school gym or something. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they said the West Coast. They didn't say where. Yeah,
0: just, yeah, like, just Fremont High School or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Starting small. I'm looking at the the song list from the soundtrack on Wikipedia to try to jog my memory. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so now we get back to Alfie. Uh, Alfie. Oh, yeah, this
1: is when he's in... His apartment, moping around. Is yeah. That right?
0: So, so this is where, like, it's not. Oh wait, this is
1: the. do the cop stop first, or? Uh, that's part of this. Okay. Okay.
0: Oh, that's right. So, before we get to Alfie himself, we see this woman who's like middle-aged, gray-haired, kind of heavy-set, and she talks in like the most stereotypical like New York Jew accent imaginable. And she's just walking around with groceries, including a clearly visible Cheerios logo on a cereal box. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sponsorship deal was a rip-off. Yeah. (laughs) And, (laughs) um, on the other hand, the milk, Mm. just milk, not a brand of milk, uh, Uh, it's not Canadian milk that comes in bags, apparently. uh, It's not uh, like,
1: she doesn't have, like, a bag of Let's chips or anything. (laughs) Uh, yeah or packy or yeah so she gets stopped by a cop not just any cop mind you like a bim cop yeah he has like a riot shield that's triangular i think or is that
0: some other scene uh like that i think this is one of the few cases where the where they show a cop that doesn't have one of those shields
1: right okay okay so he stops her he
0: He, he clearly has a bim mark like on his cheek yeah he
1: asks her hey where's your bim mark and then he you know takes his baton and just sort of waves it around her he
0: like lifts her hair up to try to get a better look sort of but
1: okay okay so okay he was just trying to get a better look i thought it had like some kind of bim mark sensor (laughs) in it. (laughs)
0: that would make more sense Yeah,
1: yeah so he so he's like uh you know if you don't have your bim mark it's mandatory so i gotta write you a ticket
0: yeah, this guy was oddly apologetic compared to all the other police in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he was actually kind of nice. Like he wasn't, he wasn't quite as indoctrinated as the other cops were apparently.
1: Yeah, he's just there doing his job, but uh, giving yeah. out bim tickets so he can afford his bim
0: apartment. Yeah,
1: <laughs> bim apartment.
0: <laughs> uh, Damn it! Now I it's going to take me like ten minutes to think of more bim portmanteaus to into things but um eh, i'm sure you can banish it yeah <laughs> damn it grant um yeah, so, so one of the things i've noticed about that is like they never specify that the bib mark has to be visual visible so I, I i do wonder what would happen if someone was like you know you're not wearing a bib mark you have to wear one like oh i have one where is it on my start, shoulder i start undoing your pants and yeah it's on my butt
1: yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, if it was some kind of BIM mark sensor, I guess you could eat the sticker. Yeah, just
0: <laughs> yeah, stuck in your gut. Yeah, bit. it's yeah. not visible, it's just,
1: you know, I just ate the sticker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, gosh, it
0: is just the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so apparently this is the New Order. Like, there's no explanation for how it happened or why. Yeah. Like, like they could have... Oh, so here's a fun thing about the production of the movie. Uh, it was originally going to have a completely different opening. Huh. Uh, the, the, the version that got released started, as we said, with the Pandy and Dandy playing at the contest. Um, they were originally going to have a whole, like, Garden of Eden scene with live animals. And apparently just, like, the the filming of it was such a disaster that they just completely gave up on it.
1: Yeah, they could have used a cartoon like Mario Brothers. <laughs> 65 million years ago it's a living yeah yeah god it was like yeah so what confused me about this scene or not really confused me but like it made me confused for the production of the movie because this is the first time it's ever indicated that bim wields any kind of power outside of what you would expect a corporation (laughs) to have.
0: Yeah, like, uh, what I was trying to work my way to saying and interrupted myself, because that's how I do things, apparently. Uh, Like, they could have done an opening where, like, they establish, oh, we're we're under the the Bimtopia, and, you you know, you have to get approval from the Bimulet to Bim, Bim, Bim. Um, But, no, it's just... We start off with a song contest, and there's no indication that it's anything more than sleazy show business. But yeah, no, it, it's yeah.
1: Is this? Oh yeah, they also did a song earlier about like the world of show business or something. Yeah, was that later? Oh, uh,
0: yo, know, that, that's right. We missed that. Uh,
1: because it is of no consequence and yeah, has no. Uh, it
0: was. It was in. It was when they went to the uh, when office. They went to the office, which for some reason was filmed. In, I don't know if it's a convention center or an airport, but it definitely wasn't an office. Um, and yeah, Alfie and BB are waiting to see Mr. Bougalo, and there's this whole number and there's like clowns hanging around and it's very confusing and strange.
1: Yeah. And there's some guy, I forgot, what was his act again? He said something, the
0: Yabla of the Clown?
1: Uh, no, no, it was some guy's name and the 2000 Ballet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's kind of implied that oh, yeah, his act involved two thousand ballet dancers, except these weren't really ballet dancers. They were just wearing these
0: outfits made out of glitter, yeah, like like it w- would have been totally fine and expected for like a Las Vegas show, I think. but yeah, and then there was also like rows of secretaries who were wearing weird fetish wear. Where it was like a, they were in like black bikinis with like clear plastic jackets over them yeah it was so many strange choices yeah yeah anyways Um, yeah anyway so okay so the lady returns to the yeah she goes back to the apartment where Alfie is asleep and she wakes him up and he he yells at her because oh your stupid alarm clock didn't work and she's like well it woke me up what's your problem and except you know <laughs> with the stereotypical Jewish voice that I'm not gonna try to do too much because I don't I will I'm not great at that kind of thing
1: yeah and at this point you know she points out that oh yeah you don't have a bim mark if you don't you know get a BIM mark then you'll be arrested which is kind of funny because she wasn't and she just got a ticket yeah like
0: like she has like she's literally saying this to him with the ticket in her pocket.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And honestly, I'm con- a little confused about why he doesn't wear it, because I mean, at this point, it doesn't like do anything. It all it does is make it so that you don't get yeah. A like ticket. they could have
0: they could have said like oh you know they could have done something to establish that it has some pernicious effect on people, and they they like. Act more bimish in some way, but yeah. no, it's it, just it as far as we know, it's just a sticker.
1: Yeah, it never, it doesn't exert any kind of control. It doesn't let you them track you. It does nothing mm-hmm. except like blind whoever looks directly into
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so he, the reason why he needed to get up on time is because he has a recording session.
1: Yeah, he decides. He has decided to try to move on without BB, apparently. And
0: it sort of.
1: Yeah, and at this point it feels a little weird to me that BIM controls the police. And but there's still this independent recording studio. And it just occurs to me, like, does BIM control the world or just like one country? Is Mr. Bugalo like the president of the United States of BIM? And then there are other <laughs> countries that just have to have their, you know relations with them you go to the UN and everybody's wearing these gray suits except for one guy who was wearing a solid gold <laughs> jacket and a feather boa yeah.
0: see, see i was thinking like you know to the, to the south there's los estados unidos de bim and <laughs> yeah so yeah so he goes to this recording studio well, like he starts he starts playing the, the song for his landlady who he lives with and later gropes and that's a thing that is just glossed over
1: yeah no reason yeah, no consequence I,
0: um but he so he starts playing the song for her and then they kind of crossfade to him playing at the the recording studio and the song is called uh like where has love gone and he's kind of like obsessively lamenting that bb has left him yeah
1: yeah and this also kind of calls back to an earlier thing where When they're at the beginning, when they were playing the acoustic guitar on stage, you know, the people and Mr. Bucholo and the others sort of talked about how, oh, yeah, it's a love song, love songs aren't popular anymore, you know, and sort of implies that love isn't popular anymore, but which goes back to this thing, I guess, but Mm -hmm. uh, I forgot how that ended.
0: Um, so yeah, that was that was the part where. Alfie comes off as, like, deeply unprofessional because, like, oh, yeah. he finishes the song and he's like, thank you. And they're like, thank you what? Good, bad shit? What? And, like, he just yells at them. And they're like, well, that's not what we're looking for. And so he, like, angrily storms off. Yeah,
1: oh, like, yeah, he demands, what are you looking for? And they go, oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're a smart guy. Just l- listen to what's out there. And it's like, if you're a recording studio, like, if you want to make money, you should probably... Either give constructive feedback so people do come up with something good or just ignore them so you don't have to spend resources and time listening to Mm. this but
0: yeah yeah just like yeah i like like they're trying to paint him as like sticking to his guns and doing what he believes in but it comes off as just him being really petulant and because like Part of why he's going to this studio to record a song is because he needs money to pay the rent. Like, they have his landlady yelling at him about it. Yeah, just... So after that, uh, he's at like a park somewhere. And another cop comes from up to him, and this is a, this is not a not the one friendly cop. This is a much meaner one. Oh yeah,
1: is this the when they start having the BIM triangular riot shields?
0: Um, uh, no, okay. that comes a little bit later. Okay, uh, those are just yeah. The, okay, the,
1: it, the image is stuck in my every head. prop
0: in this is so weird and usually triangular and metallic. Uh, but yeah, so the, the cop. says he's not wearing a BIM mark and gives him a ticket, which he immediately rips up. Like, if the cop turned around, he would see and hear the the ripping happening, which doesn't seem like a smart thing. But then these are the BIM cops who, like, apparently have a very limited field of vision or something. Yeah, they're not getting paid enough. Yeah, probably. Um, And then we get to the, uh, the BIM fitness hour. Oh my God! Yes, yeah. one of the most stunning sequences in the whole movie.
1: Yeah, it is legitimately good. Yeah, but like, again, it extends a little longer than it. Yeah, used. so
0: they, they, apparently there's a Bim Fitness hour where everyone is obligated to get up and dance for an hour. Yeah, I, I, if the name the hour is true, who knows? But yeah, this happens while the Bim song from the opening movie plays, or rather a special cut of it that consists only of the chorus and a little bit of instrumental. So Mm. just, hey, 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 Ben's on the way over and over until you die.
1: Oh, yeah, this sequence goes on for what feels like, I want to say, three minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and before that, they do mention that, oh, yeah, this exercise is mandatory. Mm. And, hey, if you're driving, you know, go ahead and pull over, get out of your car and do that. Uh, They have a... They show a bunch of people like just stopping what they're doing to do the, to get ready to do the BIM dance. Yeah, which is like,
0: it's fine when like, you know, a group of nuns are out walking and they suddenly start dancing and waving their arms around. But they also show firefighters in the middle of fighting a fire, just stop. They show uh, surgeons with a guy on a table to stop and start dancing. And like the guy on the table tries to get up and like collapses and probably dies. So the BIM hour kills people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Albeit, in some cases, because apparently no one schedules for it. Like, they say the BIM hour is starting at 4 p.m. Yeah, so and... So apparently you get in work out before dinner, and...
1: Yeah, and I have to wonder, like, what are the requirements to have to do the BIM exercise hour? Like, we saw the guy on the operating table got up and did it. Was it compulsory for him? Like... How old do you have to be before that becomes mandatory? Or how young?
0: Yeah, do yeah, we, how, how, we, how young can you be and be exempt? Are they like arresting babies for not dancing? And
1: Or like mothers setting up rigs to move their mm. babies to make them dance? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the new b- bib walker for my for little Tommy. Yeah.
1: Oh, God, you just uh, attach their arms to your arms and their legs to the, your legs yeah, and just I sort know. of. Do, like, a marionette thing.
0: That's that's really creative and creepy, but too creative for this movie, I think. Um, Uh, I'd say not creative enough. It's just, but... Yeah. uh, (laughs) And there was also, like... like, Because one of the shots was, like, on a train, and there was a really fat guy, and he was doing it while sitting down, which is, is like, you're getting, like, a third the amount of calories burned. (laughs) And apparently that's allowed, as long as you're... Yeah. Yeah, as as long as you put in a good-faith effort. They're Mm -hmm. flexible. Um, Yeah, so... Then things come around to so the, the the scene built around the next song, "Cry for Me." Um, so that's uh, let's see, how does that go? Uh, uh, that
1: start goes to Alf, no, BB. She is that when so she starts. I think that's
0: uh, when BB is. Uh, she's staying at the at whatever that place is where Bugalo holds all his parties, and uh, Shake and Pandy are there.
1: Yeah, apparently, if you are a BIM recording artist, you have to live at the BIM corporate headquarters.
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: I know she starts singing, and then it starts cutting to Alfie just sort of singing along with her, except he's who knows how far away, but their lines match anyway. Mm. Yeah. Which, I mean, I get it. It does show that she is sad, but I shouldn't mention that this is the first time that the movie indicates at all that B.B. is not actually happy with this situation. And before this, Alfie is just doing the thing where he assumes that she is miserable Mm -hmm. and she belongs with him and he's going to make sure she can be with him, you know, all without calling her or anything. Yeah, it's... uh... (laughs) It's a bad look. Yeah.
0: Oh nineteen eighty yep nineteen ninety four um, yeah, so um when Alfie comes and tries to like he finally desperately decides that he needs to go and find BB so he goes to the uh to the bim place <laughs> I'm picturing a sign that says the bim place with a capital p yeah. um, he so he he runs in there and the the room for some reason is red like. Just they have like intense red lights, like they're doing dark room work in there or something. Oh, yeah. It's super and, you know, a bunch of weird people in weird outfits. Um, and a bar. And a bar, yeah. Um, and so he's trying to find BB in this weird place.
1: Yeah. And then, um, what was her? Pandy? Pandy, yeah. Yeah, Pandy comes out and, you know, says asks him if he wants to drink. And then, remember earlier when he said that he didn't drink alcohol...
0: Apparently he changed his mind. Yeah, yeah,
1: he orders a scotch on the rocks, and then Pandy says, cancel that order, bring him a Pandy special, or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, we missed it earlier. There's a part where, after the song contest, uh, Mr. Bugalo has a bunch of different reporters come up to them, and each of them speaks a different language.
1: Oh, yeah, they make you and... sit through French, German, and...
0: Italian. And then there's the, the American guy who says, hey, do you have anything to say to the billions of Americans out there?
1: Oh, yeah, because there are billions of
0: Americans, apparently. in the future of 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, uh, the American guy accused him of having rigged the contest, and uh, Mr. Bougalow's like, if you, if you can report that, but you'll never work again. And so that, all of the reporters are working for him, even the one who didn't say anything he didn't like just yeah and he, like he, he he brags that he bought the newspaper apparently and yeah but so the so the french guy who's being a bartender brings up two pandy specials which are like small glasses of green stuff it looks like oh gosh it looks like
1: lime jello but in its liquid form
0: I was thinking absinthe but then I don't drink myself so I don't really I don't know I've just seen pictures yeah but well, yeah it, they wanted to make it look weird it, it, it's like it's the color it's a little bit paler than ecto cooler yeah um, but yeah so so despite as you said supposedly not drinking uh, Alfie just downs it and then when Pandy hands, her the, hands him the second one he downs that too and that's when so they start playing this like bongo beat completely sounds like the opening from um, uh, the the Rolling Stones song, Sympathy for the Devil. Like, one of the many times this movie makes the mistake of reminding you of much better media. Oh, yeah, yeah. They constantly... Well, not constantly. They
1: periodically reference other musicals or musical things. Mm. And why invite the comparison?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Imagine what you could be watching right now. Um, And... So he's like wandering through this place and they periodically switch back and forth between normal and like kaleidoscope lenses so that he's seeing like, you know, like six after images of everyone. Oh yeah,
1: it's super weird. Like he is completely out of his mind. This is Mm -hmm. not like a pill that makes you feel good. (laughs) This is like, this is dumb and also... Why would you drink it? Because for all you know, she could have ad- given you
0: acid or Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Mountain Dew is actually what it looks like. Now that I think uh, about it. Mountain Dew is more yellowish, isn't it? I I, I haven't drunk it's, Mountain Dew in a while. Yeah. I, to be honest. And that's they, fair. They have many, many colors with like Code Red and... and Big sc- Mountain Dew. Screaming, screaming Blue and... Yeah. And th- there's the white one for some reason because I guess they got inspired by Calpico and yeah it's very strange these days but what else is new weren't they like they i don't know if they actually made it for like mass production but they were like experimenting with like dorito flavored mountain dew because we live in a hellscape and everything's terrible
1: yeah that sounds unappetizing yeah. honestly mountain dew is basically like oreos now
0: yeah just new flavors all the time anyway um or Japanese Kit Kats. Yeah, except Japanese Kit Kats are good. Oh yeah, they are lovely. But anyways. Um, yeah, so so Alfie is wandering through this weird party, orgy, whatever. And he's trying to find BB and he's calling out to her pathetically like he does with his weird accent.
1: Yeah, it's really weird. And then he runs into Pandy, I guess. Yeah, and so... In it, spite of... Oh. In spite of the fact that she was with him at the
0: start, I guess she left then came back? Something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's confusing and strange. And it, different rooms are lit, vividly lit. And, like, they walk into the purple room for a little bit while he's looking for pin for a, a BB. Oh, yeah. Some of these stupid names. Yeah,
1: and by the way, his vision is still basically kaleidoscope
0: vision. Yeah, well, it's like switching back and forth. Yeah. Uh, like, like the editor was on something, too. And... Um, So eventually, like this leads into the the very most innuendo lated song in this or any musical I have ever seen. I
1: think innuendo implies there's any kind of attempt to disguise it.
0: Yeah, the the song is called Coming, and the chorus is I'm coming for you. And it's spelled with an O, but it might as well be spelled the other way. Yeah,
1: and it's extremely explicit. And basically, the gist of it is... Pandy has drugged Alfie
0: and they do a sex. Yes. And, and they and while this is happening they show other people like they're dancing but it's like extremely thinly veiled symbol symbolism of sex symbolism of sex.
1: Oh uh, yeah, it's extremely they say a lot without showing yeah. anything but You know, this whole sequence is bizarre to me because, first off, you know, I see, I get that it sort of feels like it's meant to be a callback to when uh, BB took that pill that made her listen to that guy's diatribe. Mm -hmm. Except, like, you know, with Bat, that pill didn't really do a whole lot aside from the kiss, which never really counts for anything again. Mm -hmm. This time, you know, he. Sleeps with Pandy. You know, presumably, it's difficult because he's got kaleidoscope vision. Like, where is yeah. his, where are my hands? Where is anything? Yeah.
0: Like, like, like she's wearing a like weird, like pink lycra sleeveless jumpsuit, and sprawling on top of him, and then she takes it off, and then we kind of see her from her back, a little bit. Yeah, and they're trying to keep it PG, I guess.
1: Yeah. So
0: this sequence, and oh, so on the way out, he sees the green lit room where he sees what he sees what appears to be Dandy and BB in bed together, and and it seems like it's not actually happening, but in his mind, BB is just like mad at him. It's like, oh, go away! We don't need you.
1: Yeah. So he wakes up like.
0: Yeah, and like. By the Uh, way, like, in any other movie, I would be tempted to try to figure out what the symbolism of the different colors are. But I think they just, like, that was the color light bulbs they happened to have.
1: Yeah, I mean, the whole thing looks weird and disconcerting, though. In the movie's defense, that's probably the mood they were going for. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, it's... Oh, by the way, this whole thing where he sleeps with Pandy, like, they never give a reason why Pandy would want him they never have him dwell on the act later like mm-hmm. oh no i cheated on yeah. my girlfriend my ex-girlfriend i have mm-hmm. no idea.
0: well like like he doesn't seem thrilled when uh when bb gets together with dandy but like he doesn't treat it as a betrayal in itself he's just upset that she's gone and gone with the bim people it's, it's, their relationship is very. Everything in this movie is very strange, but their relationship in particular is nonsensical like everything else. Um, and so the next day, like, I swear, like, there's a. I don't want to look it up, but I bet there's a TV tropes page about, like, character turned good by having sex with good guy.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Because
0: after this, like, Pandy decides that she's had enough, and for some reason, it's too late for her. For unspecified reasons, but she decides that she's going to help BB escape.
1: Yeah, yeah, though that's. That comes a bit later, but you can see changes in her behavior. It's super weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's like. Yeah, so at this point, I think Alfie wakes up on a park bench and he's been apparently screaming baby baby the entire time. Yes.
0: So this is where we get to uh a like the whole movie's weird, but the, the, this is a like really sudden and very 70s turn that it takes where there, there's this like tom bombadil looking guy with a deep voice who tells like you you were screaming her name in your dreams. And like these yeah there's little kids making fun of him cuz yeah, that's how it goes, I guess. Yeah,
1: and honestly, like, they seem to not know her name, or they don't know... They act like they don't know who she is, even though it's been established that Bibi is a world, or at least BIM-famous star by now. Yeah, they Matt. call her a
0: BIM star, which, which is kind of great, actually, but yeah. kind of stupid, too. Um, and so the thing about it... So, well, like...
1: Oh, Bimstar's next to criteria. Yeah. And...
0: <laughs> if you wish upon a bin star, um, so the, the the guy who is apparently credited as hippie leader, um, turns out to be the leader of a group of, as he puts it, refugees from the '60s. They used to, was it he called them hippies or what did he say? Yeah, something that? like they get the, they're called hippies. They're refugees from the '60s, which is like you know they had to evacuate the '60s. Back on that terrible night in you know December thirty first, nineteen sixty
1: nine. Oh yeah, and I, I should note that it's not like they're all old. Like it's been what thirty four years since the sixties at this point. Yeah, and, yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, and there's some relatively young, but then you know they've been apparent. They've apparently been having some free love and getting some kids resulting from it. Yeah, We're also weird hippies who wear handmade cloth and
1: and they don't wear i should emphasize bim marks
0: yeah um so so uh alfie is just barely getting his bearings when the bim cops show up in two vans with weird plastic domes glued to the top
1: oh yeah so at this point all the hippies run away and Alfie's just lying there in the field with like Five unattended campfires within camera. He's really slow on the
0: uptake in this scene. Oh, everyone ran away and I'm sitting here. And this
1: is when the BIM cops have the shields?
0: Um, I think so.
1: Yeah, so like two vans of BIM cops show up
0: and they're like you can't be in this park before 7 a.m.
1: Yeah. They don't cite him for not having the BIM mark or anything either. Yeah, we're like we're not
0: doing that today. Yeah, it's like BIM mark checks are on Thursdays. (laughs) Gosh. So uh, and bo- and before the hippies run- or while the hippies are running off, the hippie leader uh, tells them to meet them under the under was it under the bridge because apparently they're homeless people too. Uh, well, uh, yeah, he doesn't specify
1: which bridge, but I assume from earlier stuff in the movie that it's the bridge on the west coast.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Golden Gate. Clearly, that's the way- that's the main bridge on the west coast, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. Not going to do that Dumbarton crap, um, <laughs> says the guy who drives on Dumbarton uh, to commute regularly. Eh, well,
1: not with that new toll, yeah. but, uh anyways.
0: Yeah. Yay, Caltrans. Um, Okay, so, um, where were we? Okay. So, we go back to, um, so BB is leave, leaves the place, oh, the BIM place. We're just going to call it the BIM place for the rest of this, because, yeah. BIM quarters? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so with help from Pandy, she leaves and she goes and talks to the Jewish landlady and and the landlady recognizes her because unlike the hippie, she does pay attention to the glaring pop culture noise of the bin machine. Yeah.
1: Oh, by the way, I should mention that the sequence where she leaves, well, it's it's bizarre. So Pandy tells her something like. Wait, is this the part where this happens, or is that later?
0: I think we got a little mixed up, but yeah. that's not to be—that's su- not surprising from this movie.
1: Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, th- I think this is the part. I'll, I'll just describe it now, anyway. so yeah, That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. So she talks about so uh, Pandy and Shake, who a uh, Shake again is that extremely, extremely flamboyant gold glitter covered black
0: guy. Yeah, so, so in this scene he's wearing a bathrobe that for some reason says amazing stories on the back in a sequins and like a silver thong and nothing else. Yeah. In the morning while they're getting coffee and stuff. Like, would you care for some coffee? Yeah. Which is, which as you pointed out when we are watching was like the first time anyone showed any interest in BB's opinion of anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's gross but yeah. anyway pandy pulls her aside and says at normal person volume hey i can help you leave here while shake is standing something like 5 feet away yeah. <laughs> you know but they're acting like he can't hear them mm-hmm. so then she says something like oh yeah i can help you escape you know you want do you want to get rid of that contract with bim
0: so, and like And, like, Shake just, like, decides to let them go. Like, he tells the guard to just let her go. And this is where we learn that the guard, who has, again, lower Daw fangs and is now wearing shirtless with a spiked collar, is named Bulldog, which I don't want to think about too much. Well, it
1: was a popular name in the year 1982 or whenever he was born, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's really bizarre. Like, Shake doesn't do anything to... So it's a really weird sequence of authority where Pandy can help. Pandy can help BB escape, but BB is stopped by Bulldog, who works for Shake. And then Shake asks Pandy if you really want to let BB go, and she says yes. So then, uh, so then Shake tells Bulldog. To let her go. Uh, At no point in this is Pandy's actual authority exercised. I'm not sure what kind of authority she has. Yeah. BB walks through the door. The door closes. Then Shake walks up to Pandy wearing that Amazing Stories robe and silver glitter thong. And slaps her screaming, my surf. As in (laughs)
0: S-E-R-F. Yeah, I, was, I like I never caught that line before, and then watching with the subtitles, it was clearly surf like, like he needed her to till the fields at his medieval manor or something. Like, yeah, what what the hell? Yeah.
1: Anyway, returning to
0: yeah, so so <laughs> BB go like rides the train and walks around, and she's carrying a transparent plastic suitcase because that's how props work in this movie, um, and she talks to the Jewish landlady who sends her off to look under the bridge. And so she finally meets up with uh, with uh, Alfie. Got these names. And that's where we get the, the hippie leader, B.B. and Alfie, singing a song called Child of Love, which is like the most generic hippie song ever. Child of love, child of love.
1: Oh, yeah. And during this song, uh, I think B.B. takes the... BIM mark sticker off of her
0: forehead. Uh, Alfie takes it off her. Like, it, it, oh, it, it, there's, a, there's an air of almost ceremony to it as he peels it off. Yeah, it's... Removing the dumb sticker.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like... She can't even free herself. Yeah. Like, she has to be freed by somebody in authority. She has to be like... Uh, it is
0: gross. So, and then, we, we're, we're coming up on the conclusion of the movie, which is... I, I can't say any part is weirder than any other part, really, but it's weird. So, we kind of jump cut to, like, a year later, and...
1: So, they don't
0: mention it's a year later yet, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, they, they jump cut to a period when uh, Alfie and BB have a baby, or a young child, actually. That, that makes it even weirder that it's a year, because... That kid is, like, three. Yeah, you know? like, there, there's some time stuff or bad casting going on, or both. Um, And like, uh, and like Alfie has grown a big mountain man beard and stuff. And maybe hippies just grow up faster. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, They're uh, 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 maybe
1: Bim years are just longer. Could be. Could be.
0: Uh, Once you get to Bimuary. Yes. Bim tender. And yeah. Um, Okay. So, so we have the uh, the hippies a year later, and they're hanging out and generally being hippies, whatever that means to the the Israeli producers and writers of this. And then the Bim cops show up.
1: Oh yeah, in full Bim riot gear. Yeah, so this time
0: they have those triangular shields. So they're like pounding the shields. Yeah. With so, so first of all, the shield picture. I want to say like two and a half feet across on each side. Yeah, it's a, transparent e- by yeah, the way. It's an <laughs> equilateral triangle held with the held with uh, a long side up. Um, made of like some kind of transparent plastic with a big triangular Bim mark on it. Yeah, and the the police with their helmets and black clothes and and they're like tapping their nightsticks against it menacingly. And there have to be like a hundred of them. Like, oh, yeah. They, they come over the horizon. It's actually a little bit impressive, especially relative to the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, one thing they just realized now, though, do the do these like elite BIM SWAT people, like they, uh, they come up to the hippies, they demand that they turn over BB. Well, was there an... They ask for BB Phillips, I guess. Yeah,
0: like apparently she actually has a last name.
1: Yeah, so they ask for her to come out, they because she's been wanted for a year, and if she doesn't come out, they'll arrest everybody. Yeah, for and Harvard. they
0: they say that she owes them ten million dollars for breach of contract. Yeah, and...
1: which I mean in twenty eighteen it's like really is that's the uh, oh yeah so something all just came to my mind. So these cops are like super evil and they're. You know, these are like the elites. They Mm -hmm. are coming after this fugitive that's been on the run for a year. And she's been within BIM. She knows BIM State Secrets or whatever. (laughs) And so these guys show up with batons and shields and no guns.
0: Yeah, there's no guns in the movie at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd figure that there would be a shot somewhere of like these evil cops... You know, we should add
0: that uh, Bugalo himself and all of his underlings are there with them.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They never do anything without him. Like mm-hmm. he's brought everyone. Yeah,
0: because well, this is he knows this is the climax of the movie, apparently.
1: Yeah, so he demands that BB come out, and at this point, I'm expecting the hippie commune to pull a Spartacus, mm-hmm. but
0: yeah, that would have been glorious and probably too much for the the relatively small budget of this movie
1: yeah so rather than everybody claiming that they're everybody is bb bb phillips walks out along with and along with uh, alfie, alfie and the child alfie and phillips and the child which i just come to realize now so the so in this year bb and alfie have gotten married and i assume that She changed her last name to match his, but they've been hiding out in this hippie commune, and I don't think that Bim has
0: learned the fact that they're married. No. Though uh, I guess
1: they never bothered to check on that one hippie
0: park. So, looking at the Wikipedia page, Alfie doesn't have an established last name. Uh, So, no. He took her last name? Uh, maybe. They're, they're, they're hippies. They're forward-thinking on that kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. but that's that may be giving them more credit than they deserve. So Maybe Wait. they just
1: assumed, like, Mr. Bugalo, you know, just thought, oh, you know, those two ran away together. It's been a year. I'm pretty sure they're married by now. <laughs> so, but then it's not like a real marriage, not like a BIM marriage. It's <laughs> like some weird hippie mm-hmm. marriage. Can hippies marry people together i don't know (laughs) i'm sure they're not excluded from it
0: it depends on whether they're ordained in the church of hippieism yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh. but um yeah so then we get to the where they just kind of randomly shoved an ending in here because they couldn't think of anything so uh so they say that mr tops is coming and yeah, this is the first we've ever heard of Mr. Tops. Yeah, he's so like, oh yeah, don't worry, Mr. Tops is on his way. And yeah. so let's not beat it around the bush. Mr. Tops is God, and he's also played by the same actor as the hippie leader. Uh, the actor's name Joss Ackland. And also he drives a
1: station wagon or yeah, something like, that like, makes... Like, like,
0: it's like a Cadillac or something. Yeah, it
1: makes a constant UFO noise. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, and also it's transparent and superimposed over the sky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so so we end with uh, basically Mr. Topps coming down and saying, I think I'm going to start a new planet. And he looks at Mr. Boogaloo and says, we're going to do it without you. Yeah, and, Yo, you can't do that. Yeah, like, we well, have
1: contract. She signed a contract. Oh yeah, yeah we have that's the right. no. We we have the warrants. Uh huh. And then he just yeah, Cops
0: just he the he made them jump. He made the the warrants disappear in a jump cut when he arrives. There, oh yeah, true. That's it's yeah. real awkward too. Like you can uh-huh. yeah, like the actors were trying to be in the same position after they after they did the cut, but it didn't quite work. Yeah. So basically the. the Mr. Tops who is the hippie leader shaved and wearing a white suit leads everyone off into the sky and they like do the same superimposition trick showing the showing Alfie and BB and all the hippies walking off into the sky and then the movie ends.
1: Yeah, so they somehow Mr. Tops manages to vaporize paper without any special effects and mm-hmm. then you know bring everybody uh, pack, like, hundreds of hippies into this little
0: Cadillac. Well, yeah. it's magic. It's, yeah. It's, it's oh, uh, just time to deus some machina up oh, at the end of the movie. God,
1: I just realized that the warrants were, like, one warrant was printed on pink paper, and the other one was printed on blue paper. Like, <laughs> okay. it's some kind of... Or maybe I'm misremembering? I don't know. I, but don't it know, was like, definitely not,
0: like, white paper. That's... There's so much strange stuff that, that, that barely even phases me. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that's the Apple um, summarized. So um, so I want to talk about a couple other things related to the movie, just like to do more than just explain what happened. Um, so, first off, um, I want to ask you and I want to try to come up with my own answer. But like, uh, say that you were either remaking or involved in the production of the Apple, what would you do to make it better?
1: Uh, I feel that my contribution would be to cut every scene by about 30%. You know, the movie, honestly, if you watched it, it would hold your attention. And as weird and bizarre as everything is, it is kind of fun to see these people in these weird outfits Mm doing weird things. But when they keep singing the same thing for like
0: like yeah it always overstays its welcome by a minute or two
1: yeah yeah it was like bim especially like especially the opening Mm -hmm. yeah so if that would be my i would change i have a lot of ideas about what could be changed Mm -hmm. to make it better but
0: that would be my number one thing tighten the pacing yeah um my first thought is just I would recast Alfie. Um, I would like have someone who sounds even a little bit Canadian. Like, e- even if it was an American pretending to be Canadian, which isn't, like, a huge stretch. But, like, not a guy who's, like, really obviously, I guess, Israeli. I don't, I don't the, know what he... he <laughs> the actor is named George Gilmore, and he doesn't have a Wikipedia page, and I'm too lazy to look it up. But, <laughs> yeah, he just... He, he Yeah, and... I mean... Alfie at least has a generic American accent. I, I'm i guessing... Or uh, B.B. Played by Catherine Mary Stewart. Oh, and that's hilarious. Someone else did her singing. Mary uh, Hyland? H-Y-L-A-N? Uh, it, it
1: seems a little weird to do a musical movie and then cast a different singer to dub over, but I guess yeah. that's not the that's not the goofiest thing yeah. this movie has done. And I know Disney's done it with, like, Pocahontas.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But, yeah, apparently uh, Catherine Mary Stewart actually is, can- is Canadian. Mm. So she can stick around. But, yeah, uh, Alfie has to go. We need someone better. Like, and also, like, I would, like, I don't dislike the aesthetic of it. But, but like, the, the, the prop department, the murder department needed a much bigger budget. And especially sets. Because, you know, there's, there's mm. like, the, the Boogaloo offices are just, like, an airport that they slap signs on.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, they keep things moving in the, the sets. There's always something new and crazy to look at. Mm-hmm. But, again, everything has a kind of pasted-over look.
0: Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, like, you know, as I mentioned before, like all the cars have just, like, crap hot glued to them yeah. to be, like, weird retro future and just, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, there is one shot where it's... They don't even modify anything. It's just a train pulling out of a station. Mm-hmm. It's like just three to seven seconds of that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Um, let's see. What can we talk about? Uh, who is your favorite character?
1: Oh, gosh. My favorite character... I think the one that keeps standing mm-hmm. out to me is Shake. Just because he is just like... He steals whatever scene he yeah, is in. He, he,
0: he is the foremost scenery chewer in this movie. Oh, yeah. And he, he's kind of great for that.
1: Yeah, he's not particularly well-developed, but he is flamboyant. And I think he kind of captures the feel of this movie more than anything else. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And also, he slapped Pandy and yelled out, "My surf, Which, again, <laughs> that is going to be an in joke with us for a while now. I think
0: uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, uh... Um, yeah. So, um, I think I would I would go for Mister Bugalo. Like, you know, I talked about recasting Alfie, but like, I would keep the guy who played Mister Bugalo, Vladek Szabal. He's this like this great Polish character actor. Like, he's, he, like, I don't want him to sing reggae, but I want him to be a cool villain and stuff, you know? Oh,
1: yeah, he's got, like, he's got a real intense look about him. Mm-hmm. And,
0: like, like, yeah, have him be Dracula or Helsing or something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so uh, let's talk about the final verdict. So, would you recommend people watch this movie?
1: Uh, honestly, yeah. I mean, if you have a tolerance for goofy stuff and you like seeing weird things, yeah, absolutely see this movie.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much my thought. Like, th- there's a little bit of a caveat because of the movies, because of the song coming and the weird attitude towards sex it has. But it's, like, it's so bonkers and it's so fun. And, like... It was like you know, like I said I'd watched it with the rift tracks many many times and I, this was my first time watching it without and it's good either way. Like if you if you do watch it without you should check it out with the rift tracks as well and vice versa. Yeah,
1: I think that this movie is it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not especially well polished. But it's
0: entertaining yeah you're you never bored that's that's like the worst sin that a yeah. a bad movie can do is just being boring
1: yeah i mean the worst it gets is again when it stretches out songs longer than it needs to mm-hmm. yeah but then as soon as a song is over they show something absolutely abs- crazy
0: yeah so. yeah i want to like go through this and freeze frame some stuff to find some of the Bizarre costumes and things. Yeah. I want to find everything that wasn't developed upon. <laughs> There's a lot. Um, okay, uh, so I think to uh, close out, uh, talking about, I want to, I want to get uh, your and my ideas for like um, something you would recommend that's in some way somewhat similar to this. Hmm. I don't see a
1: whole lot of movies, or or but... just
0: something, or, or feeling that something. People should check out. Like, if you can think of something with, with like, biblical allegory in some way or something like that. Mm, biblical allegory huh. Something related to something that you can form some vague connection to the apple with. So my first thought is uh, the the Jesus Christ superstar. Uh, it was a musical that was really huge in I want to say the '70s, and it's become a big classic. Um, the, in particular, when I was a kid, we had a VHS tape of the. Uh, there was a there was a theatrical version. I can't remember when exactly it came out. It had this really interesting look because the the musical productions of Jesus Christ Superstar tended to play up, like from the you know, based on the title, it was like you know, really done in a deliberately like gaudy showbiz style, and the movie was oddly like spare in everything but it was just really good and like it it's it's a really good musical it like it it gives you this like really compelling version of the story of like the pat the last few days of the life of jesus from the bible Like you know it it adds like human motivations to the uh to you know judas's betrayal and how jesus reacts to that and so on it's just it's a great movie. It's one of the few musicals I really like. I I, it's become my tradition to pull it out and watch it every Easter.
1: Okay, so there's this anime this season called Review Starlight that's R E V U E, which is kind of showbiz related. It's certainly got a message about musicals. Specifically it's kind of a condemnation of the Takarazuka review. Mm-hmm. Or And more <clears throat> specifically, it's Academy, where a lot of the students are basically forced into intense, intense competition. And one person is selected out of an entire graduating class to be the star of all the shows, which
0: burns people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in- I because um, I majored in Japanese in college, so I took a class in it was called like Japanese drama and lyric and so we learned about the different theater traditions and they covered uh Takarazuka a little bit and like it's amazing it's you know this all female theater troupe and you know they put on all kinds of shows and you know they've done like Rose of Versailles and like some of the newer stuff they did one about like Lincoln and like they you know they have women playing the the male parts and but yeah the the academy that they go those girls go through is just insanely brutal
1: yeah so i don't want to say too much about the show but um you know because a lot of the fun is discovery but it is like this movie it is heavily laden with symbolism except pulled off better it's got
0: not saying much but yeah (laughs) yeah
1: it is got really good songs yeah it's got really crazy stuff happening again i don't want to say too much there but definitely give the show a try if you ever get the chance. Is it on Crunchyroll? Or? Uh, it's on a service called High Dive. Though, okay. though uh, the translation that's up on High Dive does not have the translations for the songs, mm. which I think are kind of important to understand yeah. the characters. And also it's got a number of translation issues that get brought up on blogs
0: so winking telling you that fan subs exist yeah okay alright so I think that'll do it for the apple we've talked not quite as long as the movie is at 92 minutes but pretty close uh, so yeah uh, that's it for us for today and hopefully we'll get back to doing another episode before too long so bye everybody bye bye bye